Baywan presents Tech Talk Tuesdays with Hanita Chalabi. Hey everyone, welcome to Tech Talk Tuesday. We're super excited to have you all here. My name is Hanita, for those that don't know me, and today's special guest is Amol, and he is joining us from Amazon. He is one of the content operation leaders at Prime Video, and we're really excited to have him, so he should be joining momentarily. We're going to be talking today about rebuilding your work and life. And Amol has a lot of experience working at Amazon as well as other companies uh, to give us some tips and how to deal with this year as well as 2021. A bit about Amol. Amol leads the, con the global content operations and digital supply chain team for Prime Video at Amazon. He has over 25 years of experience in leading global supply chain and operations organizations in various industries. He has worked in leadership positions at GE, Flextronics, Cisco, and now Amazon. He is a GE certified Six Sigma master black belt and has been instrumental in building and scaling Lean Six Sigma programs in many <coughs> organizations. He is a highly passionate and about developing people and worked as an executive career coach supporting the community through his seminars and radio shows. Hey, Amol, how are you? Hi, Vanita. Hi, Anita. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for joining us today. We're super excited to have you here. Great. Hey, so uh, first of all, I do want to thank you and uh, Bayvan Solutions for hosting me and uh, giving me an opportunity to talk to uh, team members. Uh, it also helped me uh, reflect on my thoughts and, uh, you know, uh, start thinking about how to rebuild uh, my own uh, career and life and everything. So it's 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 an exciting time. Absolutely. And uh, we could go ahead and go in the questions um, sure. at the end of our, our webinar. So we'll have some going in. Please feel free to put them in the chat box for everyone attending and we'll get to them towards the end. Sure. So just to start off, uh, Amal. What has been the impact of this new normal in 2020 on a personal and professional life front of the teams around you? Yeah, I think we are all uh, living in unprecedented time. Nobody has experienced this kind of change uh, coming at us so fast, right? And uh, uh, whatever I'm going to talk about, uh, the change is not a new news to you, but I think uh, there's a perspective that I would want to share with this team. So on first and foremost level, I think uh, though we are going to talk about more about working from home, working remotely, uh, we need to understand that although the problem statement about this pandemic, this challenging environment is same, the way every person is experiencing it is very different. And that recognition is absolutely important for all of us, right? So if you look at it from uh, uh, tech versus non-tech, I think that is one distinction I do want to call out. We will talk about uh, more about tech problems here or the people who are in the tech world uh, but uh, people who are not in tech world are experiencing way different problems and uh, and challenges and that we need to have tremendous amount of compassion towards that too so at the, at one point you will feel like you have challenges you need to adjust to this new normal and uh, find your ways of working well uh, we need to be absolutely clear that there are team members who do not have this option of working remotely. Some of them don't even have an option of working right now. So there is you know, a tremendous amount of economic loss and job loss that is going on around us. And we should be uh, absolutely compassionate about, about that part. 
So uh, coming back to uh, you know how this experience or how this challenging environment is kind of uh, uh, impacting the impacting the teams around me, I think as I said, uh, the experience for everybody is different, right? So for yeah. some, uh, uh, you know, they are finding themselves lonely. They are finding themselves alone, while others are struggling to find alone time. Uh, okay. Because they are now working from locations where it is not uh, easy uh, to find that time, right? Uh, so some are very happy that they don't have to commute to work, while others are not happy that they don't have this boundary between work and uh, you know home. Uh, that that created a complete uh, different mindset for them uh, over a period of time. So they are struggling to deal with that as well. Uh, some of us have distractions uh, at home and uh, you know if you have to take care of kids if you have to take care of multiple things going around you and uh, do you do not get on distraction time while uh, others are uh, struggling with you know again uh, you know too much of non distraction time so these everybody is is uh, having this experience differently if you look at on work front uh, suddenly we have to do all these things virtually there are no boundaries of when you start working when you end your uh, job uh, there is anxiety about how you will perform your job how you will add value uh, to your organization how you will add value to your customers uh, lead times for everything has has gone up uh, if you are an immigrant you are thinking about your parents your families your friends back home and uh, worried about them. So the worry uh, quotient or the anxiety quotient overall uh, has gone uh, gone up. Uh, kids are learning online, right? And uh, I think well, most parents will appreciate the fact that if you have younger kids and you're worried that they don't have that kind of attention span, so you have to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And if you have older kids, you're worried that the curriculum is so complex, probably uh, they may not be able to grasp it. Uh, through online courses. So uh, I, all in all, what I want to say is the impact of this on professional and personal life is tremendous. Uh, but what we need to really understand is that though the problem statement is same, our experience, the way we are experiencing this is different. So what might happen is even uh, when you are talking about the same problem to your, your team members, your friends, your families, their experience may be different. And what my uh, suggestion to uh, all of us is be extremely compassionate about this fact because i think the biggest thing that you can do right now is to ask people how are they experiencing it because their experience is going to be different than yours absolutely and you touched on a lot of great points amol you talked about being compassionate you talked about the different challenges that such as parents have to face being a teacher as well as you know being at work at the same time and it's it's far more challenging than people could imagine um, and you have that divide of work you could have work and life balance so all of those are very relevant topics and i think where you made a great point is being compassionate and going out of your way to help people, especially the people that are not in tech, the people that right. don't have that same opportunity to be fortunate enough in jobs and, you know, at least making day to day, if anything. Uh, so I do have to agree with that. And I think everyone should lean and help people get into a good space as much as they can. Right. And overall, what adjustments have you had to make as well as your teams around you? Right, so I would not call them as adjustments. I think uh, I would uh, call them as more of a mental model changes or changes that we had to uh, make. And there are two two types of changes we are dealing with, right? One is the physical or environmental changes around us. And then the other part is a mental model change that we have to go through, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, everybody has worked from home. Now, I'm talking to the tech community here. Everybody has worked from home, but working from home at an extended period of time is a different challenge. And it is, 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 it is giving all of us a pause in terms of how we, how we want to adjust and how we want to kind of support ourselves as well as our team members uh, mm -hmm. around the globe. So uh, the adjustments or the uh, challenges that we had to, or changes that we had to make is first and foremost in, in uh, uh, our team, we decided to focus on people and their well-being. I think that's the most key uh, factor on how you will be effective in this challenging environment. So we started focusing on people, their well-being, uh, draw many, many initiatives around that. Uh, what it means is you have to come together as a manager, HR, and organization mm -hmm. to look at employee and their experience and what kind of infrastructure or physical as well as mental model change you can provide to them. That's what we, we did a uh, lot. Absolutely. And uh, just to add to that point, I think when they're all working with one another, it's really important to get, you know, employees in a healthy mind state to be able to perform overall at companies and be able to be productive in these companies. So exactly. I think that's very important for all three of them to kind of line up and especially the new tools and stuff that you overall need to add to make life yeah. easier on a day to day with all these kind of adjustments we're making, whether it's work from home, how we're interacting with one another. So I, I definitely agree on that. It's changed a lot. Yeah. And I think I think one of the key learnings for me has been that we uh, as a leaders, uh, as managers, we had to go and tell our employees that we are going through the same change and same challenges as okay. well. When people see that you are also struggling and you have the same challenges, same issues, and you're trying to solve those as well, that helped a lot. So after That's creating great. a manager, HR, and org support system where uh, you know team members can see the information about pandemic, how what kind of support they have within mm -hmm. the organization, how they can raise questions, how they can continue to work remotely and add value. Uh, then we uh, started working on making our virtual meetings effective. So how do you have specific agendas? How do you uh, assign the work? How do you start working in a distributed manner without meeting with each other? And also uh, probably setting up more one-on-one -on -one time uh, to talk to the employees, talk to the team members and listening to them uh, and, and their concerns. So that, that was a, uh, I think, uh, shift that we had to make. Uh, one of the interesting uh, shift everyone has to do is, uh, uh, had to do is, uh, you know, onboarding remotely. remotely. So new employees yeah. are onboarded remotely. So now, I mean, I have maybe 20 people on my team who I'm yet to meet, but they mm -hmm. are absolutely known entities and now they, uh, they work really well and they are absolutely integrated as part of the team. Uh, but onboarding them is is a challenge, and we had to create new processes, uh, right from, from providing laptops to uh, training them on the job, uh, mm -hmm. from new 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 employer orientation point of view. Uh, so overall, how do we shift the same experience that we had to a virtual experience? I think that is the change in environmental uh, shift that we had to make, uh, and we worked on that. But the mental model shift was the more critical in my opinion. So how do you provide a positive working environment? How do you keep the positive spirit uh, for the team? How do you help them work on customer experiences that are not yet defined well because you need to kind of move fast on those? How do you take care of global locations? For example, in India, we, uh, we had to make sure that everybody has internet at home and that yeah. it works well. 
in uh, in some locations we had to also think about like morning time may not be the right time for employees to come online and work because mm -hmm. they had to take care of kids they, you know all setting up the home and uh, you know having having some time till like 10 a.m in the morning before they can actually meaningfully uh, join the work so you need to start thinking about that uh, we started thinking about how uh, you can have uh, uh, breaks in in between so that you don't have back-to-back -back meetings how do you get into uh, you know no meeting fridays so yeah. those kind of adjustments we had to we had to do uh, we had to work on rebuilding customer experience and completely changing our mental model around that so those that was another uh, change that we looked at uh, i think uh, the biggest uh, change in my op opinion that we we had to discuss and not with uh, uh, with same words maybe is uh, how do you adjust and recognize your locus of control so i personally had many one-on-ones with uh, employees where uh, you know their locus of control was either internal or external i'll define what that is and, and still they were struggling so locus of control is degree to which you think you have uh, control over the output of any situation right and those who are with uh, who are probably blessed with internal locus of control they kind of think that they have con they have control over the situation and they know what actions they need to take those who are blessed with external locus con uh, control of locus they depend on external stimuli to kind of find their balance and both are right uh, but what i observed is every person in this uh, uh, challenging environment was struggling to find their locus of control and also recognizing and acting on it so you know adjusting to that reality where every person might need different support uh, was another change that uh, we had to work on uh, one of the things we all need to recognize that we are still in phase one of this change there is a lot to happen the environment around us is going to continue to change the way we work is going to evolve in 2021 and beyond so being ready uh, for that is absolutely uh, important so my action to the listeners right now, if you want to kind of uh, move beyond this point, uh, is try and uh, understand what is your locus of control and how you kind of leverage that uh, for your well-being. Uh, there is a book called Captivate. You can read that. Uh, but also, uh, you know, recognize that you are struggling and uh, your team members are also struggling. So talk it out loud. Absolutely. And I think it's important to really understand when you're talking to your teammates at work, you know, what is going on in their lives in terms of mentally at a work front and how you could help one another get through this challenging time because it right. is for everyone. Even if you're working from home from before or certain days you're working from home and you're kind of split between the office and, and coming to work. Uh, it, I think it's it's completely different now that how many more meetings you have, you're just in back to back meetings and agendas do help a lot. Right. as well as having um, you know, action items at the end of all the meetings. So I totally agree with that. And just to add to your point where it's work, work and life balance, how do you think people can achieve work-life balance in the current situation? Right, it's gonna be challenging, but uh, I, I think uh, I'll provide the perspective that we, uh, you know, we all have received over the years is, uh, I think uh, we, we need to stop thinking of uh, this aspect uh, in, in terms of work-life balance and need to evolve in the direction of work-life harmony. And I'll explain that. Work-life balance means what you're trying to do, there is work and there is life, and you're trying to constantly balance those two things. And you will always struggle. There is no perfect balance that you can achieve in yeah. current world. So what we, you know, if you try to achieve that balance, you are always going to be in struggling mode. 
also what it implies is that there is a strict trade-off between work and life that means you're either working or you're focusing on life and you can only do one of the two at a time mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's not it's not about what impact these two elements have on each other so i would encourage the team to start thinking in the in the direction of work like harmony how do you become how does your work and life become harmonious mm-hmm. and how you can leverage that for yourself that i think is the uh, important factor the the time of standard work or standard working hours and you know having uh, you know completely uh, blocked uh, work and life uh, is almost gone so i think what we need to do is we need to think about work life harmony which means uh, it's an it's a it's a kind of a flywheel of energy so basically and in simplistic terms what it means is if you're happy at work you're going to bring that happiness that energy back to your home and if yeah. you're happy at home and you get energized there then you're going to bring that energy into yeah. your work life so you have to find a way to integrate work and life in a meaningful way and uh, and do that so uh, on simplistic terms you can talk about okay taking walks going uh, talking to your best friends you know okay. uh, taking breaks uh, uh, during the day and what not uh, but i think uh, at a high level what you need to find is what are your energy sources what are, what in- energizes you when you are in the work mode also what energizes you when you are in the life mode and harmonizing that and making sure that you get to address both i think that is critical so uh, i think uh, on on tactical side you can always think about establishing boundaries of when you work and uh, when you play making sure that it's a, it's a retail concept you don't do the bulk just work or bulk of life part of it yeah. you uh, have power lunches you take breaks uh, learning to say no uh, to some of the activities or some of the requests that coming your way uh, you know talking to your friends and families about how to do this all of these aspects uh, are, are are important i think uh, uh, my action to the uh, team here would be let go of the idea that you will have work life balance and embrace the idea of work life harmony uh because that is a, is the right way to uh, go about it find the source of energy you you want to be the employee that comes to the meeting and adds energy to the room mm-hmm. rather than taking it away uh, from the room and if you want to be that person then just uh, uh, you know focus on how you can do that effectively and try and manage your work uh, around that uh what i have found is uh, some some people uh, get energized by talking to their best friend and you know then coming to meetings even well friends their friends at work do that some like yoga running you know that helps that uh, help them then there are multiple sources of energy that you can actively engage on yes uh, find this work like harmony and uh, what we need to recognize is some of this was happening automatically earlier mm-hmm. uh, before this challenging environment came along now you have to actively go and do it so if i if i was a person who could talk to others and get energized that was happening automatically for me now i'll have to make an active effort uh, to do that so my action to the team would be you know define what work like harmony means for you mm-hmm. and find your sources of energy and actively engage on those i agree with that uh, even for myself i have to find time to recharge both on a family front and a personal front as well as on a work front to be right. you know my best self for both both ways um and for in terms of specific ideas what specific ideas do you have to manage mental health or overall well-being during this time i know you touched on a few where uh um, right. 
you know, you need to kind of divide your time and whatnot, but you still need to be productive and have that harmony. So what are some of some of the ideas that you have for that? Right. I, I think uh, there are a couple of things you can do. I think one one of the most important thing we uh, you know talk about in our teams is focus on good, you know, daily, make it ritual, focus on good, something good that's happening because there are lots of problems that we are solving and we all are problem solvers at the core. So uh, focusing on good, focusing on something that is working is 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 most important part of, uh, you know, finding that mental health or finding that mental balance. Uh, well, I would like to, uh, you know, maybe share an idea of shared rituals uh, right. here. Uh, what what it means is as a team or as a as family or as even an individual, you have to have rituals that are shared and that are creating some level of consistency in your life. And what uh, what science has found is when you have shared rituals with your teams, uh, it impacts your team morale really well. And it, it creates a sense of identity for you. And in, in these kind of challenging times, it helps a lot. So for example, in, in, in my team, we start some of, most of the meetings with a uh, you know win or a good news uh, about what has happened. Yes. Uh, we have uh, happy hours, you know, that there is a shared ritual about some team members uh, learning certain tools together. There are so many shared rituals that we follow uh, that creates a sense of identity for the team and sense of belongingness that impacts uh, uh, mental health, that impacts the balance that we uh, we have. Uh, there is uh, other another uh, ritual that you can get into, which is a learning ritual. So, mm -hmm. for example, forming a book club, uh, you know, TED Talk. Right. Some some team members have decided to kind of uh, you know, review a TED talk on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, or sharing what today I learned this. Right. Uh, sharing that across the team, uh, talk writing, data analytics, like they, they go around learning new things. But again, mm -hmm. through a, a, a ritual of doing that. So active participation in that uh, is helping uh, time rituals, as we talked about, taking breaks, coffee breaks, coffee chats, random talk uh, to uh, best friends and colleagues and whatnot. I think that helps uh, helps a lot. Uh, avoiding, uh, as I uh, you know, jocularly called B2C, you know, bed to call kind of routine. Uh, right. All of us do that once in a while. Uh, you just get up from your bed and get onto the call. Avoiding that does help you. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, as well. yeah, definitely. That's right? tough when you avoid that. Yes, and uh, I think one of the things I would like to also uh, uh, encourage the listeners to think about is, you know, uh, leverage who you are uh, in this environment so how you are wired is is important to understand and leveraging that is really important so for example if you're a person who is getting excited about new ideas uh, then talk about new ideas to your uh, colleagues if you're a person who loves routine then try and set a way uh, your day in a way that it has maximum routine uh, attached to it right recognize that there is no right answer here but recognizing how you are open new ideas versus how you are finding your mental balance with routine you recognize that and go for it uh, planning if you if you are a person who is who loves detailed planning go for that if you are a person who want to do high level planning and let some someone else do the detailed planning recognize that and go for and engage in the right activities there uh, if you think you are a reactive person that means you can react to certain situations fast and help the teams come together with solution do that because if that energizes you that that's what you should do. Uh, if you're a person who are a deep thinker who wants to, uh, you know, think about a topic deeply and then engage into conversations and help team members build their resilience, then be that person. Mm -hmm. uh, so so in, in some cases, you want to find a rock that is going to help you. 
uh, rock solid person and in some cases you want to be the rock uh, to others so that's also another way to kind of uh, getting your own uh, mental health into a better place uh, one of the observations that i've had over years is friendships within the teams uh, always uh, deliver better performance so even you are prof professionally connected there is a sense of friendship that goes around uh, that helps uh, teams to kind of come together in challenging envir environments so try and establish that uh, uh, sense of optimism through through friendship uh, i think uh, other ways is uh, random act of kindness always helps you know to just go and help someone who may not know you may not uh, need your help uh, actively go and do do, do that uh, I think uh, asking uh, team members how they are doing and engaging in those talks uh, also helps you also find your balance and help the others find their balance. Uh, uh, define how you consume uh, news. Uh, there is lots of uh, positive and negative news around you. So just define how you would like to consume that. Uh, and uh, most importantly, uh, ask for help and focus on what you can change. I think that's that's the key to mental balance. Absolutely. I think you need to, especially during this time, you're able to learn more about yourself when usually we're on the go. Not that you're not on the go now, but you're on the go in a different way where you're kind of still here, uh, yeah. but mentally somewhere else. Uh, so I think that definitely helps to get to know what your strengths are, what you enjoy, what recharges you. As you mentioned, building building uh, friendships within teams definitely helps because you're able to do more for each other. You're able to have each other's backs. You're able to learn from one another more openly. Uh, and and that will definitely help you out in the long run in such a stressful environment with meetings back to back uh, overall overall. And yeah. and what are the changes you foresee in the way that we work in 2021 and how should one manage their career or job search during this time? Yeah, I think this is an important topic. Uh, I What I think is the virtual teams uh, will be the way to work. So the remote work levels are going to remain remain high. Uh, in, in 2021 and probably beyond that. So we need to recognize that and accept that as a fact, mm -hmm. right? So uh, the other thing that's going to happen is skills and talents will be portable. Uh, you know, if things can be done virtually, things can be done in a, from a remote location, then the, there will always be a question of how can we shift the work from A location to B location, A person to B person. That will happen a lot. Uh, the customer experience that we are building now uh, and the customer experience that we might have to build uh, a year later will be different. And uh, engaging into that thought process uh, will be critical for any leader across any organization. I think that will be uh, critical. Time zones won't matter. Uh, I think, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, I think we are in the phase one of this journey. And there are multiple phases that are coming down uh, that we need to be prepared for. So for example, uh, right now, what we have done is every process that was being done in person, we just captured that process and made it virtual. Mm -hmm. right. And so you have virtual meetings, you have 25 yeah. people joining a meeting, making decisions, you know, you have back-to-back uh, -back meetings, you have uh, instance messages going on and whatnot. That's probably the phase one of this. The phase two is going to be probably shorter meetings or meetings that would last for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Three people joining it and making a decision and everything about information, everything that is FYI, everything that is sharing information probably will happen IM on IMs through wikis and whatnot. So, yes. uh, the self-learning and self-understanding you know, uh, about things around you will become a primary driver and uh, people are not going to come and teach you uh, beyond a point. So that, that's going to happen uh, in, in 2021 where the meetings will be used only for decision making 
and everything else uh, you have you are probably in the self learning mode or or, or or you know probably in reading mode uh phase 3 in my opinion will be i'll be i'll do my work when it suits me mm-hmm. i think that's where it will go so and all of us can recognize this probably some of us are uh, more effective and more happy and more energetic engaged in the morning and mm-hmm. some of us are doing our best work in the evening or late night right and uh, in 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 current environment uh, even pre uh, pandemic uh, we were kind of forced to kind of work through a a, a day routine uh, yeah. that did not recognize this fact even today while working remotely we are still uh, kind of adjusting to those those day routines uh, mm-hmm. as as a practice uh but in phase 3 of this probably what will happen is you know unless something is urgent people are going to work in their own time zones in their own uh, uh best time zones and best uh, you know probably flow state uh, rather than working when you want them to work on on things and uh, also it will be a completely distributed model uh wherein small tasks will be smaller and they will be distributed across many team members and somebody will kind of integrate them so that's all going to happen uh the policies about remote working will will change for example in germany right now they are trying to pass a bill where working from home is a right uh you know all the processes that can be automated will be automated you know just know that and uh, i think education and health industry will will grow a lot and how they will evolve will change a lot so those are the changes that are coming and if you are preparing for your career if you are a manager i think uh, you should think about how are you leading virtual teams are you effective at doing that uh, how are you thinking about new customer experiences are you able to link your work your value to the customer experience or the value that you need to add uh, for the organization uh, are you building everything that will be that can be scaled can be implemented globally if you are not thinking about that then probably there will be questions about your contribution uh, how will you manage distributed work uh, that will be a, a, a an area of you know i would say development for each and every one of us if you are an ic uh, then you know how will you contribute remotely uh, will be the question that you will have to answer uh, what what is the value add versus time add that you are doing as an individual contributor so that will be a question uh, coming back to the job search i think uh, the changes that we all will have to kind of think through are there are going to be longer times uh, in finding the jobs uh, because the jobs are shifting uh there will be 5 to 10x more applicants to the uh, jobs as compared to what you have today uh mm-hmm. new skills will be required and there the you know ability to work remotely will be one of the core skills that you will uh look for on on the job profile uh so my suggestion is your social presence needs to kind of uh, uh upgrade itself because yeah. right now your online profile is you uh the ability to meet people and uh, influence them in person is gone Uh, yeah. so how do you do that uh, i think uh, people will start accepting temp jobs as uh, good jobs for developing new skills yes uh, uh, virtual hiring will become the norm so get used to uh, you know presenting yourself at best during mm-hmm. the virtual hiring processes uh, onboarding will be virtual as well uh, so i think you you need to prepare for uh, for yourself for in that direction uh i think my advice would be to research companies that are hiring but uh, uh, network a lot i think uh, your ability to network right now uh, is going to directly impact your ability to find a new job new opportunity uh, and your online presence probably should be so strong that a job finds you rather than you need to go and uh, find find a job so uh 
be ready uh, to talk about why you will thrive in this environment mm -hmm. where you will have virtual plus in-person uh, combination going forward. Absolutely. And I think you touched on um, a, a lot of points here on in terms of kind of reinventing yourself. Um, but this kind of goes into our next question where it says, how how should people reinvent themselves for working in 2021 and beyond? And you touched on the points of, you know, like taking more temp jobs, for instance, to build skills, maybe going back to school for certain skill sets that you need to learn that maybe you hadn't had time or opportunity to do before because of the long hours and you know, e-learning. So, but, but what other advice do you have, uh, you know, to, to move forward in this process uh, for yeah. the folks? I think uh, at, a, uh, at a scale, a uh, lot of uh, team members, everybody has uh, used this challenging environment to realize that uh, life is too short and uh, career may not be everything and what you're doing may not, everything that you're doing may not be value add for yourself. So a lot of reflection time has been given to us uh, in this challenging environment. So I think hopefully everyone is using that uh, effectively uh, to redefine, you know, and reinvent themselves. So I would, my first and foremost advice would be use this time uh, as a reflection time for yourself. So that's, that's one. Uh, what when you are reflecting, what you may want to do is define your emotional development goals, soft skills goals and goals for yourself in terms of emotional development. Define your economic development goals, right? You know, uh, the value of money might have changed now for you uh, through this experience. So define that and define your social contribution goals. I think every one of us is now realizing that we have to contribute to society uh, mm -hmm. to be uh, feeding, uh, you know, the, uh, the balance that we want to feed in our life. So define all these goals, uh, especially given uh, all the socioeconomic changes that we are uh, uh, going through. All of these goals are important, right? Uh, yeah. You'll have to kind of work on developing multiple personalities of yourself. So when you are in the professional world, how you behave, you are in the social context and contributing to society, how you behave and all of that. So work towards understanding your strengths and leveraging your strengths to develop those multiple personalities that you can attach yourself to. Uh, one of the things I've been telling uh, all of my uh, career coaching candidates all along is uh, thinking equals action. What it means is if you're thinking about something, take action. Take that small baby step. Take 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 action. Do something about it and see how it, uh, if it works or not. Uh, don't keep thinking about something for a very, very long period of time. It, it, it just need, leads to inaction and worry. Okay. Uh, and if you're acting something on, on something, then just take a little bit of time to think back and see a broader perspective around it. So uh, if you if you write down thinking equals action and keep looking at that, uh, those words, I think that will motivate you to take some action about the goals that probably you have been putting, uh, uh, you know, below your uh, priority for a long, long period of time. Uh, I think... Uh, you need to. You may want to work on your dormant network ties because I said networking is going to be uh, key. Uh, so working on that uh, is important. Talking out loud about your worries, your experiences, sharing your personal stories uh, that will help you reinvent yourself because people will contribute to uh, your stories and tell tell you how they perceive your story and they think what you should be doing. It it is a good feedback mechanism. Uh, finding passion, finding your voice, and connecting it that to your work mm -hmm. uh, will also uh, you know help you rebuild yourself and reconnect yourself to your uh, you know happiness that you're looking for uh, also i think prepare for loss of identity i think this is one of the learnings that i've had is uh, 
Now, whoever you are right now, however you are identifying yourself three, five years from now, you may not be having the same identity. Uh, so preparing yourself for that loss of identity is critical. And while you do this, you know, make sure that you have safety net, you learn new courses, you get into new education mode, learning new soft and hard skills uh, as you do, do this. Uh, I want to make a point here, you know, uh, something that I, I read and really uh, made an impact on me is in, in different countries, this era was different, but uh, uh, somewhere between 1950s and 1970s, depending on which country you were in, uh, uh, you know, if you were uh, going out for a run or jog and, you know, you are exercising to keep yourself healthy, uh, people would, would kind of laugh at you or people would frown at you, you know, okay. like why is he or she doing that? Yes. Uh, today, if you're doing that, you're considered a health conscious person. Yes. No, same, same is going to happen to mental health. To, you know, if you are meditating, if you are doing yoga, if you are doing everything and anything for your mental health now, you are probably maybe in the minority, and we probably are the are are uh, those uh, individuals who are giving advice mm -hmm. to others. But uh, maybe ten years from now, five years, ten years from now, mental health will become the priority or the standard the way we live. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, going forward. So the way of running, jogging, and all of those things are or physical exercise is considered as basics of man managing your health. Mental health will also become that important. So focusing on that from now on, given that you have got that reflection time, uh, would be a the best way uh, to uh, you know reinvent yourself. Absolutely, you're able to focus on what's important to you, what your strengths are, and you know where you want to be in a couple of years. So it's something that you do have to take time out and really get to know yourself and understand where you want to go. Uh, we're coming to time, so I have one. I have one more question on my list, and then we're going to go in the audience questions. Sure. What do you want to leave the audience with? Your energy sources. What final parting thoughts do you have? I think uh, my thoughts are. Uh, do not lose the opportunity to reflect. Uh, we are in this environment, you know, focus on what you can change, focus on what you can do about this, but do not uh, lose an opportunity to reflect on your priorities uh, from work, from family, from life point of view and make some changes, make some uh, good choices about it. Uh, uh, there are good habits that you may be forming during this environment. Uh, continue those, uh, those habits. Uh, don't let those habits, uh, you know, go back because uh, probably the environment around you uh, starts to improve. Uh, as I said earlier, focus on uh, energy sources because uh, if you want to achieve work-life harmony, uh, you have to have right energy sources around you that keeps you keep you energized at mm -hmm. work, at life. Absolutely. And there is there is that positive exchange between the between the two. Uh, and take the opportunity to rebuild. I know rebuilding doesn't mean you have to change yourself upside down. You know, rebuilding generally is 80% of the time you have to just leverage who you are, your strengths, and finding work and finding engagements that are meaningful for that personality, that genuine, authentic yourself, and moving in the direction of that. And then 20% is you know in reinventing yourself and changing the way you work while you are you know energized because of the 80% time you're spending on right activities. So don't don't miss an opportunity to rebuild yourself. Um, you won't get it again. Absolutely. And I think now that we're going to go into the questions, one of the questions um, was, what are the best ways to achieve work-life harmony? And I think you just touched on it uh, a good amount. Uh, another question we're going to be taking is, do you think the role of HR, especially for small businesses, has increased via HR in normal, um, 
via HR in normal environment? Yes, I think uh, I think the the role is going to be more of policy making, in my opinion. So, uh, uh, you know, your current policies may not work for 2021 and beyond. So, the role is going to be one is what kind of policies you can now put in place that prioritizes employees' well-being. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be the role that any leader, uh, not just HR, will have to uh, play in in 2021 and beyond. So uh, systematically focusing on employee well-being mm-hmm. while they are working remotely uh, will be will be the key driver uh, to this. Uh, also, I think uh, having uh, mechanisms to get feedback on how your employee base is doing while they are not coming together uh, the way they used to be will be another critical part uh, in the in the leadership development piece. So I think that there will be there will be a change. So the Admin function will probably admin function of HR admin will probably become more automated, and mm-hmm. uh, the other part of HR, which is real development and focusing on well-being of the employees, that will become more prominent. Thank you, and then I hope that answered your question, Mamta. Uh, our next question is: Did it take time for you to let go of the idea of work-life balance and embrace work-life harmony? Yes. It did. It did take take me uh, that time. I mean, so I uh, I was working for companies where this was a dominant idea. Work life balance was a dominant idea. Uh, that work life harmony, and uh, it did take me t- time to realize that. And I, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, I like to be connected with my work as much as I can. So for me, uh, you know, getting into that life mode in a, in a bulk manner where I'm completely disconnected was not energizing. Actually, it was kind of making me worried about what might be going wrong. Yeah. Uh, at, at my office, right? So having uh, uh, having that uh, change has now helped me uh, in, a, in a way wherein I can I can be in touch with my work and be at peace that nothing is going wrong given of the jobs are more operational in nature, uh, but and, and then enjoy what I'm doing. So I, I did uh, I did struggle through this. And now that uh, this concept of work-life harmony is well explained in the organizations that I work, uh, I think it is making more sense. Obviously, you can go in the wrong direction on work-life mm-hmm. harmony as well if you overdo it. Uh, but knowing that uh, uh, not every day is going to be same, and uh, the harmony will be achieved over a longer period of time, uh, and you will you will continue to seek it, uh, in it in itself uh, settles your mind. Thank you so much. So I'm all, I am. Thank you for all of your input and giving us a good idea on how to be rebuilding our work and life. Uh, we've came to time. We're a little bit over, but I appreciate all of all of the inputs that you had, and I'm sure our audience does too. Uh, for the audience, maybe next time when we're going to be doing our Throughline Thursday with Neha Malotra for the importance of re- resiliency, and that will be our next Bay One uh, talk, and we hope to see you there. The person that will be coming is Janine Johnson, and she is going to be talking about her career through line with us. Thank you all for coming. Don't forget to vote. It's election day. Hope you guys all had a chance to make it. If not, please get out at the polls and put in your voice over there. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. To view our webinars and snippets, visit our YouTube channel, Bay One, The Future Works Here. You can also visit our website, www.bayone.com, or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you once again.